0: And Welcome in to episode 112 of 11 personnel, special twofer this week as we get ready for the start of college football season. I am Nick Roush with Adam Luckett, and we are presented today by our good friends at La Rosa's, the fantastic pizzeria that you've come to learn and love from the Cincinnati area. It's now in central Kentucky. They have three locations, and there's no better way to enjoy week zero of college football than by cozying up to a fantastic pizza from La Rosa's. Uh, chow down, sit back, relax, because college football is here. And the thing is, like, they got a lot more than just pizza. That square pizza is so good. They've also got 40, I mean, 40 menu items, wings, hoagies, fries, desserts they've got everything take breadsticks course. oh man can't i can't do
1: pizza without breadsticks i like, can go to a pizza place you gotta have breadsticks
0: i like that like peanut butter and jelly i like that cheesy bread too you know that's yeah. like i mean it's just the absolute best you can get it without at La roses take your game day to the next level visit or com to order pickup delivery or head on over to their dining room and enjoy a nice sit-down evening With Simorosa's family pizzeria, Uh, like it. Before we get into some items of the day, we've got a week zero slate to go through. It's an actual slate. It's not just one game. There's a couple on the table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, We also got the
1: spreads pulled up right now.
0: Oh man, I love it. I I love it so much. Uh, I was looking at SP plus projections. I mean, I'm just I'm foaming at the mouth over here. (laughs) Um, But we we also have to finally name our g5 team of the year which uh we we might need to come up with a good catchy like uh, slogan yeah like not 11 personnel is a g5 team of the year like um i don't know uh our g5 dog i don't i don't i don't know i don't know how we we phrase that but we got we, we will finally reach that conclusion the long wait is almost over but first let's talk a little bit about what happened this week in practice uh Liam Cohen absent he's busy uh busy having a baby
1: yeah it sounds like he's been out all week
0: which I, I think that's would worry some but like I'm pretty sure that they knew that this was coming they scheduled accordingly and we got the big dog it's kind of nice having him just go up there and talk about everybody and he did have some some great quotes too um my favorite one was when asked about Cedric Dort, you know, losing his starting job, he said, "This ain't no charity."
1: Mm-hmm. I We're, love about uh, like every every other player that was mentioned. He'll, he doesn't. He's not talked about enough.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> smoke
1: no. Rig, which
0: smoke is on and on about, and on. T- smoke has talked about a ton, but right. um, they asked you know if he'd been out there because he missed you know some games. There are not some games. Some practices early on, maybe a week. He's or missed so. games
1: in his career. Yeah, both, both seasons he's played he. He's had to deal with the injury
0: bug. So, Vin said, I think yeah, he can that smell team. that. <laughs> Vince said, I think he can smell that game week coming around because <laughs> you yeah. can't make the club in the tub. And they, there's a lot of talented running backs in there. Um, and I know we mentioned a lot when he made the move, mm-hmm. but you know, Mike Drennan. He, yeah, Drennan, I think he's got a huge opportunity here
1: uh, with the McLean news, with McLean sitting out right now, Chaton mm-hmm. McLean. Because I think the plan originally was, all right, he wasn't really in the mix there at receiver. Let's move him to running back. Just kind of get his feet wet this year. Maybe throw him in every once in a while. And then next year he can maybe be a real piece for us. But now I think it's opened up an opportunity where he's probably getting legit real reps mm-hmm. w- with the ones and twos in practice. So he's going to have a chance here to play, especially if that injury bug bites. Mm-hmm. Um Because some of the stuff they're going to do with some two-back sets and splitting out, I think he would have to be a big part of that, Um, maybe as a guy they use in the slot or whatnot. So, if something happened to Smoke, I think you could see him get some real game reps. So, he's a guy like I I think we need to watch here in the first few weeks of the season um, to see if he's able to make any type of moves.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious how much he has picked up at that running back position because – Yeah, he's got juice,
1: though. That's the thing I – like hit him with the ball in his hands he can make plays happen so it's just you got to give him some reps there uh, but it sounded like he's a lot more comfortable there and settle really wanted him yeah, um, yeah they're making sure we know that multiple people have talked about that already
0: yeah and uh i was i was wondering too what the uh who are they going to go with with If McLean's out week one, which they, they got moved to the grand jury, you know, the timetable's uncertain. They have, you know, two months um, where they could do it. I don't think they're going to wait that long. I, I could imagine it going to a grand jury next week. I mean, you don't take five months to build a case and then two more months to present it, you know. Right. I, so I, I think it would move rather swiftly, but it's probably safe to say that you're not going to have McLean week one. So now I- insert, who's RB3? Lavelle Wright got a lot of hype in the spring. Uh, Liam Combe was really impressed with how he took up the offense. And also, you know, he's a pretty versatile guy as well, too. I mean, the one of the greatest – I mean, when I think of Wright, I think of that play he had against Douglas where he caught a pass and then just broke like 17 tackles to right. get in the field goal range. Mm-hmm. So so my I, – I don't know who they would go with there first. And it, I think a lot of it just comes down to how much did – didn't Mike Drennan, you know. It's
1: come. also guy I think, committee, like what do you need at that point of the game? That's true. Like, you need to pound the rock, you know, get churn out some first downs, probably Lavelle right. If you need more, um if you don't need to pound the rock, if you're trying to split it out a little bit, play in space a little bit more, mm-hmm. it'll be Mike Drennan. So a lot of that's kind of, kind of a feel thing. I think obviously Chris Rodriguez is the alpha, the dude, the guy they're going to ride. But after that, it could be very much a committee approach there at RB2. I mean, I think you could see, as of right now, those three guys, Lavelle Wright, Mike Drennan, Cavassier Smoke, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a healthy rotation there when it comes to mm-hmm. getting the next guy
0: involved. Definitely, definitely. And, you, you know, you kind of mentioned how they're, the absence of McLean's an opportunity for the yeah, other guys. Yeah,
1: because right. It, I mean, it was pointing to where he was going to kind of be – felt like he was going to be the guy for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the offense and then it was going to transition into him potentially next year being, you know, RB1. Uh, but, but now that he's out for that time being, it's a, mm-hmm. I think it's a big opportunity. And well, I'm just I'm just really excited. I just want to see Drennan because he's got the like he I said he's got the juice. He's all on his high school tape.
0: He's got the credentials, he, yeah. He, can play, he fits make. that bill. Yeah. Right. Um But And and that goes back to the other person who got some valuable opportunities this preseason because of an injury was Trevin Wallace. He was getting a bulk. I mean, you called it last podcast that he's going to start. Now, I don't know if that will be the case now that Jacquez Jones is back in practice. If he's practicing, you know, a week or two before, I would imagine they're going to give him the green light. But I would imagine that there's still going to be a pretty healthy rotation there, especially against Louisiana Monroe, you know. Platoon. I think we're going to see a platoon there at Mike Linebacker.
1: <laughs> I think the um, it could be, in hindsight, Nick, this could be a great thing. Because um, Jones probably, he's played a lot of football. I don't know, like, how much he really needs all these practice reps.
0: Right. I mean, three full seasons. for game. He football.
1: really needs them just for game shape. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, everything else he's kind of seen. Especially at this scheme, I think it's something that he's familiar with. Uh, It was very similar to one he ran at Ole Miss when Mike McIntyre was there as the coordinator, uh, Matt Matt Luke's last season, I believe. But for Wallace, he just needs all – you know, he's a little bit raw. He needs everything, you know, all the reps he can get. And so this fall camp, he's gotten a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. And so we've heard the coaches talk about him being – swimming a little bit, but also good, bad, but good, bad, which I think it's fair. And I think it's going to be good long-term, and it's probably going to – um, lower his learning curve through the season because he's got already gotten all these, I think, high-quality reps during fall camp.
0: Well, and I, I've been going through interviews we had with true freshmen at UK Football Media Day. And listening back to Wallace's comments from a post yesterday, there was a lot of, yeah, you know, I, I do. <laughs> he didn't necessarily say, like, I don't want to play right away, but there was a part of it where he's like, it's a big transition, and I don't want to get thrown in the fire right away. Having Jones back, does allow you to play wallace where he's comfortable you know you don't you don't have to you aren't putting a tone on his shoulders but you're also wetting him more and faster than normal so i i really like it like it doesn't get really a a, a, it's not a more ideal situation i mean i can't even come up with yeah absolutely he gets like all of these preseason practice reps um and then he doesn't have to be the guy day one so it works out perfectly for him especially a guy that I mean, I didn't realize that until media day was that he had just – I mean, he moved to defense as a junior, but he mm-hmm. missed the whole season pretty he much. He only played, played four games as a junior, yeah. Yeah, so, like, he has one season, one full season as a linebacker. And a lot of that season, too, he was lined up as, like, an edge rusher. So, th- this yeah. is – he needs that that those reps badly. Yeah, we talked about it last podcast,
1: but I think if everything hits this year, I think the storyline is just going to be – the portal for this Kentucky football team, if everything hits because offensively, obviously there's the three big ones and they all, it's not like they all happen at once. They all happen spaced out through the off season. Mm-hmm. Um Certain circumstances got them each guy. And then on defense, like having Quest Jones has been the ultimate Jamin Davis insurance. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I believe um, because it, it gives you as, as like a stopgap pretty much, you know what you have in Quest Jones, He's not Jamin Davis, but no. he's a solid player. But it's going to allow you to kind of grow this young linebacker who you think can turn into, you know, an all-SEC star, another draft pick, a legit kind of – could be kind of a program-changing talent on defense. And it's allowing you to slowly bring him along, which, you know, I think it's great. I think hindsight, like these transfer portal additions, what it's going to maybe allow Kentucky to do could just be the story of the season
0: yeah i uh and we mentioned transfer portal that was another big talking point at practice this week was just folks marveling at will levis's arm strength um and what he's done so now far reaching paul practice. bunyan levels for sure <laughs> <laughs> but like pure arm strength i mean it's the best of the supers era i don't think there's any question about that um, we've talked
1: and that's been the kind of the um the talking point ever since levis was at it. we've talked about that a lot here on the podcast you throw on the tape, you see it, but even as soon as you saw the TikTok videos, you're just like, well, there hasn't been a guy that could do that here. It's kind of fun. And then uh, you see it in practice, too. I think it really kind of shows up. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's not just – it's it's not winding up everything you got into it and throw it 70 yards down the field. Yeah. The ball, The ball sounds different coming off his hand, and it gets on guys fat, like –
0: yeah, it's got. Yeah.
1: It gets very fast velocity in a snap, like on, on those intermediate digs, like those fifteen to eighteen yard routes. That that ball gets on top of those guys quick. And Isaiah Epps said yesterday, I believe he said, if you don't, you better be, you better be on it, or he's gonna, or he, it's gonna hit you in the head. You know, you better be ready. And so that that to me, and that 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 kind of velocity that he can deliver, that just helps you as a quarterback if you have that kind of trait because. Your windows are just bigger if you can, if you've got arm talent like that. Right, right. Uh, like for Bo Allen, he's going to have to be an, an anticipa- anticipatory master. Like he's got to see things, you know, a step and a half ahead almost.
0: Levis can just, where Levis window. doesn't,
1: Pew. right. Levis doesn't need, like, he can get the ball there faster. Mm-hmm. So it's it, just a bigger window. Now that, that's, that's not everything, uh, but that certainly doesn't hurt for sure.
0: No, no, it do, doesn't hurt at all one thing that he does it's pretty fun after practice i know we've seen him do the thing where we're gonna hit the the up we're gonna hit the crossbar from 50 yards out or whatever it may be that's you know the, all quarterbacks do that something i hadn't seen before he was waiting for interviews and they were you know on the sideline by the goalpost, so i don't know 20 yards out and the quarterbacks were trying to th- hit hit the uprights actually from like they were trying to side swipe the uprights in Levis, I mean, I think I saw him hit two out of three or three mm-hmm. out of five, you know, like and that I was just like, oh, that's a fun little game. Like I hadn't seen that before. And he's the best athlete of the bunch too in that quarterback room. We do. We do forget about that too. Like he was their running option.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like they're going to be able to run quarterback power on third and two if they want to and get first downs.
0: Yeah. I, I liked, uh, actually I didn't like it. It made me uncomfortable. The Levitard show was talking about, Will Levis looking like a snack, like a thick Pat McAfee. And it was just like. <laughs> well,
1: a, like that's the first thing I kind of noticed at uh, media day was he's a little bigger than
0: I thought he was. Yeah. And, and he's put together. I'm curious how it'll look in pads because Terry Wilson looked big in pads, but not necessarily with the shoulder pads off, you know? like I I bet Levis, if he gets one of those quarterback jackets on, I bet he's going to look like a tree trunk out there. Love it.
1: Yeah, so I'm very interested to see just how they use him this year and just what it looks like this passing. I think oh, it's going to be kind of a breath of fresh air for a lot of people just to see some of the arm talent. hmm You know, see how they – because a lot of times when Terry went deep, there were some throws that just were just – just wasn't even in the ballpark kind of thing. No, no. And then when Steven Johnson was hurt, it was the same thing, and it's just kind of been uh, the issue for the offense, I, I think Levis, that really won't be an issue. It's just going to get be, be delivering with timing and accuracy and all that. And mm-hmm. if he's able to do that, and it sounds like that accuracy has been better than they expected, I believe. Um, it's what it sounded like in camp. He can be, you know, he can be a really a good starter. And the passing game's good for Kentucky. It could be trouble for a lot of teams on their schedule.
0: So we only have eight days until we get to watch Kentucky football, but there's plenty of football on this weekend. Uh tonight it's it's not college football, but we have the Kroger KSR game of the week going to Lexington Catholic. Unfortunately, we can't get Grant Bingham and Johnson Central. They had to back out. So instead we've got PC Pulaski County, who they've been they've been near the top of five A for quite some time. So that, that should be Where a fun is Pulaski
1: ball. County, Nick?
0: Somerset somerset okay yeah yeah um uh not not so to them and a... the briar the briar patchers are big briar jumpers, briar. yeah briar yeah. jumpers not not or to whatever. take shot I, i've actually never actually no i watched Thon maker and uh deandre ayton play against one another at pulaski county high school <laughs> It was at one of those grind session games and sasha Kalia jones mm-hmm. was there and i was interviewing him for thing on ksr so that's that's my one experience at pc i've been to somerset before they've got a really cool new stadium never been to southwestern so lasky
1: county high school in somerset kentucky enrollment 1200 in the 2019 school year they the marat the, the i believe they're either the the maroons or the pirates the maroon or the maroons yeah. but they're a mascots
0: a pirate there they they played and it was, I think they lost this playoff game. Uh, forgive me if I'm mistaken in this, but I just remember the playoff game they played in last year, and it was an absolute mud bowl. It, it might have even been against Southwestern, but I specifically remember the Maroons playing in a crazy game where it was just one of those where every jersey like you could barely see the numbers it was just completely covered in mud people are falling all over the place good old school it reminds me of that old csaa little league like it whenever you just it was just going to be a slot fest and Mm -hmm. you know they'd throw you in the back of the pickup truck and take you home and wash you down with a hose like it 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 was one of those kind of games
1: reggie hansen a former kentucky basketball player Went to Pulaski County.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Reggie. Uh, there's also a game on television tonight. You can watch a uh, future mm-hmm. Wildcat, uh, Andre Stewart. And both uh, those
1: teams, Nick, those both of them teams got dudes on it. Oh, so like, there's like six or seven of those guys are going to play in, probably in the NFL if everything goes right in college. Like that's that's a that's about as big heavyweight matchup as you can get. It's North Cobb High School. Yes. And um, Alfred of Milton High School. Both yeah. in Metro Atlanta, that's a, that's a big game. Like, I mean, the Metro Atlanta, there's probably like five or six schools that are just stacked, and these are two
0: of them. I remember if you're Milton,
1: not doing anything, I would turn that game on. That game's going to be fun.
0: 7 p.m. ESPN 2. I remember when Scalzo was doing the QB1 thing, they got shellacked by Milton, like mm-hmm. taking in the woodshed, and they had a really good team. You know, they won their 5A, 6A state championship the year before, but like Milton, they've got some dogs, like you said. The, the two guys you watch for North Cobb, Andre Stewart's a cornerback. I'm sure he's playing some wide receiver for him as well. And then Josh Josephs is a linebacker that's visited uh, Kentucky quite a bit. Now, you know, Kentucky might be in a good spot for that one. The other cornerback for
1: North Cobb, too, is a guy by the name of Marquise Groves Killebrew. He's currently committed to Georgia, but he is from Louisville. Hmm. He's from Louisville, I'm pretty sure, and he moved when he was young. But Kentucky is still recruiting him and they're still knocking on that door a little bit, and they might be able to get him for a visit this year. Um, that's something I think they're working on. But that's a that's a hell of a tandem, him and Andre Stewart at cornerback. Andre Stewart, I think, is being slept on by a lot of people. I think you're going to see some SEC schools try to get involved. I think Tennessee's trying to knock on the door right now.
0: He got invited to the opening, played out there. Pretty good. He's ball a player. dude. Yeah. He's
1: one of my favorite players in the class right now. He's a dude. And so I, I will, that's a commitment I would love to see Kentucky hang on to and then Joshua Joseph's, um, that, that edge player from uh for North Cobb as well. Kentucky's got some ground to make up. Sounded like Tennessee might be the favorite there. I know Michigan's in the mix. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's that's a load of matchup. And then on the other side, Lebius Overton, who might be the best junior in high school football.
0: Oh, his hey, mom Ross, went to was to Kentucky.
1: Yeah, his mom's a volleyball player at UK. And, uh, and Kentucky, Kentucky just made his top twelve. It's sounded like Clemson. Uh, might be the favorite there right as of right now. Maybe he's the number Georgia one player in player yeah. 2023. He's <laughs> yeah. He's if, no slap. For any of those those top top 10 players in Georgia or top 10 national players in Georgia, or especially in Atlanta, excuse me, nine times out of 10, that's going to be a Georgia Clemson recruiting battle. Cause those are the kind of two schools that are running uh, Metro Atlanta recruiting right now. So over 10, that's that's a big
0: pipe dream.
1: But um, to get him
0: if you, Kentucky plays well this year, beats Georgia, maybe, you know, mom's like, hey, I miss Lexington, you know, the, the, yeah. the
1: door is at least cracked. So Kentucky's just stay on the list and yeah. see
0: if you can get him on campus and just see what happens. And maybe, you know, he's getting ready to sign with Georgia, and then they fire their coaches three days before signing day, a la yeah. Auburn, Trevor Wallace. And I think,
1: you know, it's I think it's right now in Atlanta, I'm pretty sure it's amr Stewart and new assistant mm-hmm. Chris Collins kind of tag teaming um,
0: the whole city together. Yeah, and that, that would be nice to be able to – I mean, even if you don't get the number one guys from Atlanta, the, the guys right behind them aren't yeah. too bad
1: either. <laughs> yeah, but just keep an eye on that – like, remember that name, Gross Killerbrew. That could be a big kind of late target for Kentucky that kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, we'll see maybe if Georgia – who else they get in that secondary. Just, just just keep an eye on him.
0: Well, it won't come out of nowhere for 11 personnel listeners. I'll tell you that. That's uh, what we're here for. What we're really here for is to talk about Week Zero. College football is officially back, and to get in on winning season, you got to get in the action at MyBookie. Mybookie MyBookie.ag is the best place to get a little coin, get a little cheddar in while you're watching these Week Zero college football games. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit. Gives you more power to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boost, NFL lock of the season, and over 500,000 in contest prizes are live on site to make this winning season your best ever with MyBookie. We got a historic 18-week schedule, more action than ever before, and week zero is here. You won't find a better place than MyBookie. Do the smart thing. Sign up with MyBookie and use our promo code PERSONNEL to get Your first deposit match dollar for dollar. That means fifty dollars is turning to a hundred if you use the code personnel P-E-R-S-O-N-N-E-L. Make that first deposit, bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. See, lucky for folks, we got some picks. Yeah, we got some picks right now to get in there. It's it's perfect. Let's get some picks. Let's get some money. Lucky, I'm not gonna ask you for your lock of the week but I, we do need to start with Big Noon Saturday. It's the only significant – it's only a Power 5 matchup, and it's what everybody wants in their opening week. Who needs Miami versus Florida when you can have Nebraska at Illinois? It's going to be around 90 degrees at Memorial Stadium,
1: Champaign. We're going to get sweaty Brett Bielema taking on Scott Frost. Right now the Huskers are laying a touchdown, seven points on the road. Um, per Caesar book that totals 54 and a half. If you wanted a money line, Nick, you could get Illinois at plus two twenty. So pretty good odds if you think Illinois is going to win there. Um, but when I look at this game, like Bielema is the coach over there for a reason. You know, like, their roster in Illinois is in pretty rough shape. I know they returned a lot of super seniors and all that, but Il- super
0: seniors in college football.
1: Nebraska's got the better quarterback. If you had, if you rank the top ten players in this game, I think Nebraska could have eight or nine of them. Um, You add that in with, like, it's a huge game. Plus, Illinois kind of embarrassed Nebraska last year. Yeah. I like Nebraska here laying the seven. Like, if Nebraska has to win this game um, to even have a shot at a good season, I even think think they're headed towards a five and seven type year, but I think they're going to be ready for this one. And I I, I think Nebraska is going to handle this one by double digits.
0: The Scott Frost seat is kind of – it's pretty toasty. Yeah, it's more than lukewarm for sure. And when you lose to Illinois, like I I didn't even know that happened last year. You can't hide that loss this year because it's opening week. Everybody is going to be watching this game. You can't have a letdown here. And I know, you know, they don't have Wondell Robinson anymore. They lost their best athlete, but it doesn't matter. You can't lose to Brett Bielma in opening week. If you're wondering why this is a week zero game, it was supposed to originally be in Dublin until COVID happened. Um, But I just, if if I, I think... I'm going to. I, I'm not good at totals like it. I admittedly am not, but it's a really thin slate. So I think I've just got to play the under here because,
1: I mean, they scored a bunch. Principal, of Big Tim West, principal. Yeah, you know,
0: in and and it's week zero. You expect a bunch of turnovers. It's going to be sloppy. So uh, I think I saw it 55 and a half somewhere. It, that that's what a 28 to 21 game, and you're so good, or no? Yeah, you're hitting the over yeah. there. I think, but still. 28 21 would be 49.
1: Yeah, you're, you're so under. boom.
0: In good hands. So uh yeah, I, I I don't I can't see that game hitting that over. I just can't. And that's like that's a pretty decent sized number for a Big Ten West game. You know, this isn't a Nebraska or excuse me, a northwestern yeah. Illinois game with like There's, a 30 point one.
1: That total's calling for a 30 right right around a 31 to 24 win for Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, that that seems high. I just Nebraska's defense was actually graded out pretty well last year. They returned a bunch of starters. Illinois with me, they just don't have the talent, any talent on the roster is kind of the thing. Like, they've got the most super seniors returning. But that doesn't uh, but mean that they're good. Well, that, yeah, does that, what does that mean if they're, you know, they're not very good? Uh, yeah, give me Nebraska there. Lay the seven with Scott Frost. That's my number one play of the week. And if It'll, you're looking to chase oh, oh, later. Your like, number I, one I play do, of the
0: week. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, if you're looking to chase later, New Mexico State's awful. They're, they didn't UTEP, play football UT, last year.
0: <laughs> UTEP
1: is doing a de- – like, the coach at UTEP is doing a decent job. I think they won three games last year. Like, they're not great. But U- or New Mexico State is awful, awful. I would like UTEP minus 10 in that rivalry game. Like, New Mexico State is bad, bad. Like, Tarleton State beat them by, like, 30 in the spring. <laughs> They did so, have. Uh, I would Tarleton roll with the State. UTEP miners.
0: Isn't Tarleton State? Didn't they just start playing football as well?
1: Yeah, they just came up from D two or something, and then they played Dixie State, and I think squeaked out a win.
0: Oh man, the um, I, I the only problem with betting that game is I don't know if you can find it on television. It's on. Like, yeah, that Fox game Sports is not and, on TV. Yeah, it's on like Fox Sports Arizona, and yeah, you know, you'll be Sports. on the gamecast. Good, good luck finding that one. I. I I actually think the UCLA game could potentially be fun, but I am as much as I think UCLA could have this breakout year, Chip Kelly. I don't think I don't know how much he gives a damn. He's more than five against the spread uh in non conference games as a head coach. That line too, when it opens at 11 and jumps to 17 and a half, I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go. What's going on? I'm with fade the public. Take the Rainbow Warriors plus 17 and a half. I'll be ro- rocking my Hawaii hat. You best believe that. Like it. And UCLA has LSU at home next week.
1: Is it so next week out, or the following? It's next week. It's next Saturday at night. Okay. It's like, yeah. it. that game starts at 830. LSU, or not, excuse me, Clemson, Georgia is at 730. So you will watch the Clemson, Georgia game, then you're going to get the fourth quarter of LSU. LSU, UCLA. Oh, they're they're on man. Fox. But, like, UCLA, they're – like, I think UCLA's probably going to get out to an early lead there, start fast, but he's going to take the foot off the gas, I would imagine, pretty early there in the second half And keep everything pretty close to the vest.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, this- that could be
1: a line. that could be a game, Nick. Like, if you like UCLA early – if you like UCLA, it might be best to, like, play them first quarter or first half. hmm And then um, – Because I think there's going to be b-
0: big-time backdoor potential with hawaii oh, man that and that's game. gonna be great i'm gonna be watching that at a bar just like cheering for the hawaii to mm-hmm. pull off the coach todd graham from arizona state uh yep coach uh out there this this ain't your grandfather's hawaii though that's you know yeah it's not timmy chang hawaii yeah, for sure co- yeah colt brennan ain't throwing
1: touchdowns yeah
0: r.i.p Um uh, nick i got an
1: idea for our podcast this year okay like usually like we preview like We'll Talk about what happened in college football the week before. Kind of preview Kentucky's game. Talk about Kentucky's game, and then talk like he's to win. And then like we sometimes we spend the last five minutes talking about the the spread. Sometimes we don't. Mm -hmm. I was thinking instead of this like because we give out picks in in other mediums. Yeah, both of us. So I was thinking this year what we'll do would we do something a little different? Like we will pick each one each week. Once one of us will pick like our money line pick of the week. Oh. So, but now, now there's going to be stipulation. Like it has to be at least a seven point dog. Okay. So an upset. And then I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I will tally it throughout the season. And so, so just for a $20 bet, I will, I will tabulate and we'll do it throughout the year. And we'll see who, if we've lost money or made money off. Of okay. That. Okay. Cause because everybody yeah. looks, cause I get asked all the time, who's an underdog you like to win. Um, who's this and that, who's like a money line. Cause that's, I think that's a popular bet people like to do. Just pick some, pick an underdog to yeah. win sprinkle five bucks on it or something and so we'll maybe we can come up with a catchy name for that but at the end of every podcast let's do that so find your top money line dog seven points or more because that then you're getting you know you're getting at least plus two 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 hundred two twenty 220 odds there and then we'll see what we can if we can win the people some money doing that
0: that's going to be almost impossible to find this week, unless you're just going to ride it. Yeah, we well, won't we'll do it this week. We'll start start next week. <laughs> but we'll start next week, and we're man, next week's Slayer games. Thursday, you have got Friday night, Saturday. Is it? It's I'm my be, favorite weekend of the year. It, I, I think they've got got college Sunday football and on Monday five nights too, in a row. Right? right? Yeah. You goodness. get
1: Florida State, Notre Dame, Sunday, Louisville, Ole Miss, Monday. And Louisville, yeah. Ole Miss total is up there around
0: seventy-seven. Dude, I got I got Ole Miss at only minus seven and a half, and yeah, I wish I would have bet more. Got,
1: just jumped up there. I think it's, it's at, up
0: towards nine right now. I saw a nine and a half when I checked uh, this yeah, week. Yeah, let me see right? what Caesars has it at right now. Yeah, uh, Vegas Insider, the consensus has it at nine and a half. Um, yeah, Circus Sports is at 10. So uh, Caesars has nine and –
1: Ole Miss laying nine and a half.
0: Yeah, and that'll probably get to 10, right? Mm-hmm. Probably get to Yeah, 10. I
1: would imagine so. Especially there's going to be a lot of late action on that game. <laughs> that
0: Monday just chasing yeah. – Come yeah. on, Maxwell. So the Monday Night
1: Football effect. You know, Come five on. days of game. Like, you get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days of gambling leading into that. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of late action on that game.
0: So, one game I want to mention, and it'll help segue us because UConn is another team that is playing in their – they're coming back after a year off, just like New Mexico mm-hmm. State. And uh, Old Dominion, the same way. This is their first – Game as an independent, they were in the AAC in 2019. They That's were supposed right. to be independent last year, but this is their first game as an independent, playing the Fresno State Bulldogs. And a lot of a lot of the computers actually have UConn as a cover here. Uh, it's at 27 and a half. I saw Fornelli picking them as like his dog of the week. Um, but I I was doing some research as we pick our G5 team of the week. That's another thing we need help branding this. We need help with our money line walks. And also our G five, I don't, I, I don't know exactly what we call, it, but we've got to pick our G five team. Fresno State does have a great quarterback in Ryan Hare, transferred from Washington, was fourth in the nation in passing yards per game last year. They put up some points. They're a fun brand of football, and unfortunately, like it, we're not cheering for them this weekend. They can get the hell out of here. <laughs> no Fresno,
1: sorry, Kalen DeBoer, sorry Bulldogs. They had a lot of after dark opportunities for us, but. Maybe mm-hmm. not this year. Maybe mm-hmm. if they have a good G season, they could be in the running next year, but
0: Fresno State is they now, are not out, of the, out of the list. Our team. Luck we'll like it. Maybe maybe we'll be on a Maxon team this year. Maybe. I know I know you're a big fan of the factory. I love me some factory. I love me some Chris Creighton. And I, love-
1: I know a lot of people hate Eastern Michigan around these parts. Yeah, but I love me some Eastern Michigan.
0: I, I love me some Eastern Michigan, too. But the thing is, like, we are a podcast of the people. Some people still hold a grudge for the Terry Wilson injury. We do not. Football happens. But you know what? We are going to listen to people, and we are not hopping on the factory's bandwagon this year. Eastern Michigan, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and then there were
1: two. Across, across the state.
0: Yeah, we, we Western have, Michigan and Kalamazoo. Is it going to be Western Michigan, the Broncos? who have a great quarterback, or is it going to be Carson Strong and the Nevada Wolf Pack? Adam Luckett, who will be 11 Personnel's G5 Team of the Year?
1: Sorry, Caleb Ellaby. Sorry, Tim Lester. Sorry, Western Michigan Broncos. The How Mummy Airway was just too tough to turn down. Oh. Two top 50 NFL draft prospects. Jay Norvell's oh. Nevada Wolfpack. Is eleven personnel's G five something something team of the year. I th- we're still tra- working on the branding, uh, but Nevada—it just—they return currently too good. You got twenty starters back off a seven and two team. They are a legit threat in the Mountain West. Currently have seven after dark games scheduled. Just had to do it, Nick. It's, it's it just had to be. It just had to be Nevada. Now, it's, now we got to find some Nevada gear.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed our friends at Homefield—they don't have any, but we will find. So the, the only thing I don't like about Nevada. They do have a very mid-2000s look about them. Yes. You know, where you're like, we're going to try to be all cool. And it's like, no, that's not just a little mid 2000 sy But I do like the blue and the gray. So we're going to be rocking some. It's, it's more like blue and silver. It's much sharper than that because they're in the biggest little city in America, Reno, Nevada. So hell yeah, Reno. We are all about you. Maybe maybe we might have to take a trip out to Reno. Not, not during football season, but, like, you know, I hear Reno's nice this time of year. How far is Reno from Vegas? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. It's one of those things, too, when you think about what out, cities out west, they are much farther away than you anticipate. You're like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not that far. No, it's very far. But here's the thing, Luckett. We could be hopping on the bandwagon at the perfect time. I know in the Mountain West... You obviously have Boise. and Oh, wow. It's a seven-hour drive.
1: It's literally <laughs> on
0: the other side of Nevada. It's like next to Sacramento. Oh, okay. Okay. Northern California. Northern Nevada. Yeah. Um, and wait, we have to also agree. Are we Nevada or Nevada? It's Nevada. Nevada. Okay. okay. Yeah. We'll say it how the locals say it. But we are officially on the Nevada bandwagon. I think if you look up their odds to win the conference, they're like fourth. So they're they're right there. They're in and, and it's like we're not picking favorites either. You know, San Jose State mm-hmm. won it last year. They were a great story. Um Boy, I, m- I mentioned Boise. Bo- Boise earlier, but we're hopping on the Wolfpack at the perfect time. We're gonna be howling all season long. And I, I'm 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 stoked. I'm glad that we have another team to pledge our allegiance to, Adam Luckett.
1: Yeah.
0: Nevada's in the opposite division of Boise
1: State. So they could win the, we could have a conference championship game there that first Ooh. weekend in December.
0: Oh man, we're just going to have to, I think they play that game on a Friday too, if I'm not mistaken. So we can watch that the night before Kentucky plays Alabama in the SEC championship game. So it works out perfectly. Works out perfectly. Things are looking up for 11 personnel. We just, we just keep rising. You just can't, I
1: can't deny us. We just keep coming. <sighs>
0: Oh, man. Well, I, I hope you all enjoyed this special edition, this week zero edition of Live and Personnel. Before we get out of here, Nick. Okay.
1: I just had a couple notes here. Emory Jones had a very bad camp in Florida. Not like, good. There were some, he threw, I believe, three interceptions in one of their scrimmage. Um, it got to a point where Anthony Richardson, their backup, was getting a lot of reps with the ones. Um There are... Quarterbacks coach went out and said he is QB one, but there's a lot of scuttlebutt there that there could be kind of a QB controversy brewing. Just keep an eye
0: on that early. Um, it or it would be Ryan, it would ahead. be very Kentucky football if Jones sucks for a half against the Cats and then gets yeah, benched, you know,
1: Anthony Richardson's got some strong Nick, Nick Fitzgerald vibes. Like there's some questions about him as a passer, but as a runner, he could be trouble, mm-hmm. and that kind of fits what bullen wants to do. So just keep an eye on that. We've talked about South Carolina. They've got all kinds of issues. Like, Helensky uh, – not Helensky, excuse me. Um, Luke Doty might not be – like, Kentucky game could potentially be his first game back. Yeah. Kevin Harris is back at practice, but he's wearing a
0: non-contact jersey. still not taking hits. They brought a GA off the bench to be their quarterback. Oh, God. still so funny. It's also hilarious when you read all the other quarterbacks. Doty moved from wide receiver to quarterback. They had to carry on Joyner, yes. receiver, quarterback. Like yes. They don't have anybody that. It's like some – ju-
1: it's some Joker Phillips stuff going on. Oh, there. yeah.
0: I mean, it's stuff that you hear about in high schools, so not SEC football programs. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then Ryan Holinsky uh, Ryan
1: got beat out at Northwestern. He's not their starting quarterback. Tennessee and Vanderbilt, they don't know who their quarterbacks are going to be a week out. Um, oh, kind of like at Vanderbilt, Ken Seals might not win that job. It might be Mike Wright, the dual mm. threat guy. So we'll keep an eye out on that. And then um, Missouri's banged up. Like Mookie Cooper, who was supposed to be kind of their version of Wonda Robinson, NSA guy transferred from Ohio State. It's gonna be like their top slot guy. He got hurt and he he missed most of all camping. Kentucky plays them week two, so we get keep an eye on that. That would be a big loss for them. So just a little um just some stuff from
0: around uh, training camps. Yeah,
1: that's going on. So just keep keep all that in mind. But the Emory Jones, I think, is the big one. Like that's gonna be one to watch. Like a lot of Florida people are just trying to like ignore it kind of thing. Everything's but fun. If you do any digging, like there – and there's there, there's some Georgia people on Twitter that are comparing him to Jeremy Johnson. Do you remember him, the Auburn quarterback in 2015?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a uh, – Where he was...
1: Gus claimed all offseason, like, he's the guy. He's going to be a dude for us. Auburn was picked to win. That's when Gus was hotter than fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were picked – that was the first team – that was, like, the last team to get picked to win the conference that wasn't Alabama. Mm-hmm. And they came out and he, like, Jeremy Johnson was bad. And, like, there's Georgia fans comparing him to Jeremy Johnson on Twitter. Um, It's just something, just keep that in mind. It's something to watch for
0: Kentucky for sure as we get into the season. We'll be watching, and we're going to have a ton coming up game week. uh, KSR football podcast on Monday. Uh, There's a new podcast with Max Duffy and Miles Butler, Pin It Deep. That will be out next week. We'll be back with you Tuesday. There's free money. There's also debt. We have enough football to keep you occupied over at Kentucky but Sports Radio. You could. There's going to be enough podcast content that you could
1: get a football podcast a day. Yeah, throughout
0: exactly. The football season. So it's it's going to be
1: it's, it's or every, you can just save them for Saturday and binge them, play them while you're at your tailgate. Does, does either you, or.
0: Yeah. Either or. But we're happy for you all following along. We appreciate support from Larosas and my bookie. Just remember when you deposit with my bookie to use that code personnel to get double your money back and we'll be back before you know it i mean it's it's literally we're turning this off we're hitting the grind some with some blogs and we're gonna be back podcasting game week <sighs> i can smell it like it football's here
1: i'm glad to have be on the back <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for the memes oh, man, i'm ready for a- the funny clips I, I i'm glad to have him back we're gonna have some funny burt face I want like I want a little scuffle and I want to see him yelling at frost from across
0: the sideline. I'm I'm ready for it. Man, absolutely cannot wait. Enjoy the football this weekend, folks. And remember, go cats and go Kroger.